Still trying to get a handle on the economy. We had the minutes for the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee the other day. They said they are going to jack up interest rates, but they weren't quite as hawkish as we thought they were going to be. The retailers last week just had terrible numbers. The retailers this week are having pretty good numbers. We're beginning to see the market come back alive. But how you, you know, how you make decisions in an environment like this, I just don't know. Norm Bagwell is chairman and CEO of Bank of Texas and has been since 2008. And he has to make them every day. And he joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Glad to be with you. You know, I think back 2008, man, that was a rotten time to be running a bank. Except maybe 2009 was worse. Yeah, you know, so interesting, I actually started uh, in the summer of 2008 here at VOK Financial Bank of Texas, and the world changed tremendously over my first six months of the year, and we found ourselves dealing with problems and and facing issues that were unprecedented at the time. Yeah, and, and you know, and people say, well, this, you know, what we're going through right now is reminiscent of 08 and 09. I don't think they have any recognition of what 08 and 09 was. I mean, I, I think there was a real, there was a time when I thought I, I might go to the ATM and it wouldn't give me any money <laughs> coming out of it. This is nothing yeah, I, like I think that. The, I think you're, you're, you're spot on. I think 2008 was a very unique crisis. And you're talking a little bit more then about stability of the financial system at all. And so a lot of the actions that we took at that time, maybe some of the same playbook that we're using now, but the intent there was to stabilize all financial, you know, companies, and in addition to that, delever um, significantly and really shore up the system. I don't feel that we have that kind of problem today at all. You know, part of the problem I think may be, and I, I'm interested in what you say about this, but is that not many of your clients running small business, medium-sized businesses, not many of the CEOs that we interview now on a daily basis on CEO Spotlight, have ever seen inflation or high interest rates. It's been so long since we've had a period like this. It's hard to know what to do in a period like this. Yeah, so, you know, um, I remember vividly my family was in the car business, and I remember my dad, kitchen table, talking about, you know, interest rates are 18%. How are we supposed to sell cars when it's 18%? Then I remember, you know, being in the 80s in general when, uh, we went through a lot of things here in Texas. But the one thing that I remember from that era was that inflation was always the great evil from the standpoint uh, it impacted purchasing dollars and so many different things. And, 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 it, and it doesn't discriminate. It impacts companies and people and so forth. I think that we really don't uh, recognize the fact that since 2008, borrowing costs have been at historic lows. These are the lowest borrowing costs in a lifetime. And um, so most people don't realize that 5% loan was actually a pretty good price for most of time. Uh, we may be headed there again, but, uh, you know, it's inflation and absolute borrowing costs. You know, those two things are kind of on our mind every day. So what what's the business confidence like? Because you're dealing with these people every day. I mean, are, is has loan demand slowed down uh, because they want to kind of see what happens? You, you know, so, so one of the things, let's use your 2008 example, one of the things that we learned, and we all benefited from including our clients and companies in the market and so forth was if there's certain fundamentals that your company has from the standpoint uh, strong management team decisive decision making good balance sheet liquidity allows you to weather storms basically be opportunistic when things pop up and so as a result of that i've seen you know good performance from our clients our credit quality is the best it's ever been really and saying that coming out of a pandemic is hard to believe 
Uh, we've got very, very strong loan growth in energy and healthcare and real estate. It's uh, consistent in our commercial franchise as well. Our private wealth business is seeing good loan demand. So it's starting to pick up. It's not pre-pandemic yet, but it's starting to pick up. So I'd say business confidence. Um, people are just used to ups and downs and all arounds now. And so as a result of that, they, they build a plan to achieve in any market environment. What Do you goose up your, your, your loan loss provision a little bit during a period like this, though? Well, um, so there's rules for that now. There's a big formula that you follow. It's called CECL, and I won't bore you with that because it, uh, it's Thank a regulatory you. framework. But the, the big picture is is that uh, you look at your you look at economic conditions and you look at the quality of your your assets you have on your books, and those formulas will tell you do I need more reserves or less. So obviously, we put a lot of reserves as an industry uh, away during the pandemic. And we're probably approaching a little bit more pre-pandemic levels now, but there's not early warning signals that are telling us that there's going to be a credit problem out there. You know, I, I saw an interview with the CEO of Wells Fargo the other day, a big consumer bank, and and he was saying that from their standpoint, all of their a lot of their personal accounts, their, their personal banking accounts, were inflated, and that they had enormous cash balances, and they had not spent down. In some cases, it was stimulus money, or they'd been scrolling it away, you know, been waiting for the the tough times. Are you seeing that too? Yes, I mean it is it is uh, prolific across all banks, and so what you see is, you know, we can argue about the stimulus that came forward. I would tell you that probably needed about fifty percent of what was put in place. Um, but you didn't really know what to do. So they kind of carpet bombed yeah. the, the entire situation. And that probably was the right move. I think I'd have done the same thing. But as we get beyond that, what's happened is that companies have more money than they've ever had on their balance sheets. Individuals have more money in their checking accounts, savings accounts. Uh, high net worth individuals have more liquidity than they've ever had. So there's this big um, bubble of liquidity that comes from stimulus and or change behaviors during um, COVID that's still in the mix. And so that's why when we talk about recessions and, you know, consumer driven economy, so more so forth, the consumer still has a bunch of money. Um, Companies still have a bunch of money spent. And, and consumers seem to be spending it. Like I say, last week we were seeing, you know, I, I think it was Walmart and Target, and Ross stores and some other with some really rotten uh, sales figures. But the, but more recently, we've been seeing that the retailers are reporting strong same store sales and, and, and raising estimates for the full year businesses, I'm curious how that plays out. I would guess if they have that much cash, at some point we're going to see a lot more merger and acquisition activity. Yeah, so there's a couple ways of looking at that. One is, you know, uh, being opportunistic. So clearly um, strategic acquisitions, things like that to deploy that liquidity. The other is, is it impacts loan growth. Companies don't need to borrow, so they become their own banker of sorts. And so there's less borrowing from them as there ordinarily would be in a cycle that's got some boom characteristics today. But I think that those types of dollars have to bleed out of um, those balance sheets. So uh, ultimately, that's going to be deployed somewhere. Uh, We think it's going to be deployed in investing in businesses, um, whether it's unoccupied real estate, whether it's new ideas, it's updated equipment, whether it's M&A. I think it's going to be deployed. There there are enough good fundamentals uh, in the marketplace for companies to make you know, business decisions about their future. So what, what what's Bank of Texas like post-COVID? Are you, you know, do you want more of a retail presence, uh, bricks and mortar versus online? Any changes? Yeah, it's, uh, so we're, if you look at us overall, we're a, we're part of BOK Financial and we're a $50 billion bank. 
And if you, if you kind of sum this up, I'd tell you we're a commercial bank and we're a wealth manager. Um, we've got a mortgage company and retail presence, but principally commercial um, and, and wealth management. So $100 billion in assets, $50 billion bank, middle market primarily, uh, business and so forth. Um, we were one of the first to get everybody back in the office. So June of last year, we were all here together. Um, we believe we're better together. We put you know, safety and precautions and things in place. But what that allowed us to really kind of solidify was that our uh, business model of providing advice to clients, uh, especially during turf, tough times matters, kind of having a sophistication of people and platform that allows you to address very complex matters, but then also having a balance sheet and product capability that can you know, solve problems. I would tell you coming out of COVID, we validated a lot of our uh, core principles of, you know, um, being local and having a capability that allows you to be a big bank that acts small, plays pretty well in this environment. And uh, we're still a growth area. There still seems to be a, a lot of in-migration, so you must have new clients coming through every day. Yeah, I think it's. I think I will tell you the other side of that too is every bank in the world is here now. Boy, no every kidding. wealth manager in the world is here. I've, I've never so, heard of half uh, the banks that I've seen. It, it, it's. Uh, I think I don't know one of the one of the publications here in town. I think they they um, mentioned that there's over 200 banks here today. Well, there's 200 so, banks in Preston Center. I think. Well, that, that is where most of them are, right? And uh, but I think the, the dynamic of that is is that um, you do have in migration, you have formation of new companies. Um, you have a real dynamic tech sector. A lot of companies are created and have a life cycle of their own that's far faster than anything we've ever experienced before. So I think the business activity, the service sector, um, just the general business climate is very healthy. People are having the right conversations. I, I don't see a lot of fear, and I see more optimism. Boy, that's good. That That is very good to hear, and we are uh, optimistic that – the Fed will de- declare success and victory and cool things off here, and everybody will feel a lot better. Stock market maybe make them feel a lot better after this week. Norm Bagwell's chairman and CEO, Bank of Texas. We enjoy the conversation. Thank you, sir. Thank you. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.